Shut it down. Shut it down. On today's episode of New Amsterdam Radio, we're talking about what happens when something derails your plans and how you can recover. Let's go. How is everyone doing out there in the world? New Amsterdam Radio, powered by NewAmsterdam.com. Of course, my name is Philobo Boyce, and I'm hosting, I'm driving this bus, this adventure to you and your creative endeavors, because you guys are creators as well. Today, I'm broadcasting this episode live from a hotel room in Las Vegas, Nevada, one of my favorite cities in the world. In fact, I try to come out here between three and six times a year, just a couple days, you know, this time by myself to, to reflect on, on things I've done and things I would like to do with my empire. You see, the way I approach, the way I create things is that I create and I'll take some time to recharge. And in a lot of ways, I'm an ambivert in that way. You know, I, I'm not the kind of person who can sit at home on the couch and relax and call that relaxing. I want to grab my laptop and send emails and even though I have my laptop here with me and I am going to send emails later today it just has a different vibe it's like I'm going to work in these certain blocks and make sure I have fun around these certain blocks and it kind of is like a sandbox for for me in that regard trust me at my previous podcast it's called uh, 26 stone available wherever you stream your podcast a lot of people have given me flack or guff or uh, made fun of me of the fact that I do go to Vegas as often as I do. People think I'm out there like doing nefarious things, but no, a lot of it's just reflection. In fact, if I didn't, if I had removed this podcast recording out of my day, I think I must have said about 20 words to, to everyone, to anyone out there. And that includes like the concierge asking about uh, what time a restaurant opens, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I like coming out of here. It's time to reflect, time for me to grow, time for me to build. And I had an inspiration for an episode. Uh, and that's why I'm recording it right now. Because with the modern wonders of technology, we can record whenever, wherever we want. Three simple words can derail a project uh, before it even starts, when it's about to pick up some traction, or when it's already a, in a household name. And those three words are cease and desist. That's right, cease and desist. Um, those things can come in the form of a letter, a phone call, hired goons coming to your house. Essentially, it's like this. You come out with an idea that you think is pretty cool or pretty regional, uh, but someone has an obsession to it, objection to it, whether they think it's too offensive or whether they think they, they it impedes on their own brand or intellectual property. But the person who is on the receiving end of that offense turns around and with the help of a lawyer, or they make draft it themselves, they send you notification that says, hey, look, we appreciate what you're doing, but you need to stop doing that uh, as right now. And I can tell you in my experience, uh, I have never personally received a cease and desist letter, but I do have creative colleagues that have. And ultimately, which may, it may sound scary or, or even uh, beyond scary, was word was like petrifying, I guess. Uh, there are ways that you can uh, take that almost negative story and, and relay into your own story. In fact, a couple of years ago, uh, the first season of Stranger Things was an international phenomenon. If you're not familiar, uh, these two filmmakers, the Duffer Brothers, actually went to my alma mater, 
Chapman University for film. Uh, they created a 80s retro horror um, series called Stranger Things, and there was actually a bar that borrowed some elements from that show uh, and called it the Upside Down. And you would imagine that it was only a matter of time uh, before someone came over to the house with bats and clubs and destroyed the entire bar top. I'm kidding. What ends up actually happening was a letter uh, written in the, uh, in the guise of one of the characters. So it was kind of like a fictionalized letter, just saying, hey, look, we understand you're a fan of the show. We're not going to come and sue you. We're not going to, you know, sound the alarm. But, you know, once you're done with this original run of this bar, please don't do that again. And that's a very nice example of, of being on the positive side. Like, for example, there was a, there was a time where Carl's Jr. or Slash Hardy's, the, the burger joint that's nationwide, uh, had a little running joke about having Spielbergers uh, ahead of one of the movie releases. And Spielberg himself released a video saying, hey, guys, literally, he said, hey, guys, can't do this. Uh, and again, it was one of the situations where you could be nice. I would say that's on one side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum are, are people who threaten legal action. Uh, I won't go too much into details, but I, I have a colleague that makes apparel um, at, with uh, relation to a specific brand or specific uh, niche. And there's definitely a major company that releases uh, products and services in line with his. And of course, there's only a matter of time where there's going to be some cross-pollination there. And that bigger company sent a letter and it came on bonded paper, I mean, linen uh, paper, you can see like the little lines in there, uh, threatened legal action, it had the, the name of the lawyer, they had the name of the escalation of the violations and all that. And it was really intimidating saying, hey, look, uh, you gotta stop doing that or we will punish you. And my, my buddy has like the, one of the best outlooks on situations like this is, hey, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, until someone tells me to stop. And when someone tells me to stop, I don't have the money to fight for a lawsuit, so you move on. And in a weird way, they began to coexist because if everything is fine, you're not gonna say anything. And if nothing is fine, we kind of work together to see what we can and cannot do. I wanna go out there for those of us who have that one singular idea, not like a range of products, not like a, a themed bar. Let's say you have a widget, and it's the best widget on the planet. It's going to change life. It's better than hair in a can, better than OxyClean. It's better than the ShamWow. And someone says, hey, look, I have the exact same thing. And I was here first. Here are my patents. Here are my copyright. Here's my intellectual property. You're impeding on that. I need you to stop. A situation like that, that could be absolutely devastating. I mean, this is, this is your prime product. This could probably level your brand. What do you do. So I tap into my personal creative network and I asked about situations like this. And there's really a few things you can do to fight back. And that's one, if you have the means, find a way to research on your own or outsource that to see if this person who sent the cease and desist actually has the rights to it. An example of this was over the big debate over the, the famous song, Happy Birthday. A lot of us figured the song was in public domain, you know, birthdays will sing happy birthday to you. And it turns out that um, there was actually a copyright held for happy birthday. And for a long time, that's what we just accepted that it was. In fact, if you go to a restaurant, like a corporate restaurant, and ask for a birthday celebration, they have original songs. They don't really want to get involved in the happy birthday debate. But recently, uh, it, was, it was discovered at a court 
uh, that the song itself was in public domain, totally going back to our original thought about the song and totally uh, undermining the claim that you couldn't use this particular song at celebrations or anything like that. And so finding out and research whether or not the person has any right to send you a cease and desist is your first step. Secondly is negotiation. Sometimes you can say, hey, look, what I'm doing is, is this. I am in this territory. Or, hey, I'm not doing this for profit. Or, hey, uh, I know it looks similar, but allow me to demonstrate how it is different. And you guys can negotiate and work, have that work on your own favor. If that doesn't work, then you can say, well, um, I'll take it into consideration and you can fight back. You have uh, the rights to get your own counsel to go after and see if there's a counterclaim to see if there's a way you can settle this out of court by arbitration or negotiation. Uh, that's like your third step. And lastly, is just to shut everything down. And the reason why that's the last step and not like step one or step two is that it's you saying, okay, I understand. Uh, if it was done with a malicious intent, that won't really make sense. But sometimes ideas tend to be very close to each other. And you always have to uh, give yourself a fighting chance. Maybe in the process of, of doing one of the other three steps, you find an, another way your brand or, or project can pivot or a way you can change something uh, to suit yourself. I had a, a professor, an undergrad. Uh, she used to run a soda shop and it was very close actually it was an a and w uh soda shop it's burgers and fries and, and for those of us listening internationally a and w is a brand of root beer but they have a small chain of fast food restaurants and when she took over the restaurant turned it private um she got a letter from a and w saying hey look even though we know you changed the name of the restaurant the shade of brown that you're, that's using on the walls is too close to the shade of brown we have copyright and trademarked uh, for the A&W. It's bizarre. And so, almost to spite them, uh, she went back and painted everything one shade darker, just to spite them. But had she immediately folded and go, okay, you're right, and then made the the whole soda shop green and blue, it would have been probably damaging to her customer base who are used to seeing a certain color scheme or or it could be damaging to her as an owner of that shop. And she found a way to, to make everyone happy. Well, not happy, I find a compromise, right? I'm sure people noticing one shade of brown different are not gonna be thrilled that you took that clever way out, but that's just the way things go sometimes. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of New Amsterdam Radio, powered by NewAmsterdam.com. You can listen to this episode and all the episodes before that, wherever you stream your podcast. We're talking Spreaker, we're talking Stitcher, uh, we're talking iTunes, we're talking Spotify. And if you want to reach out to the show, of course, you can always interact with me. I'm on Twitter, at Boys or on Instagram, at Flobito. And my personal website is Flobito.com. Come out, reach out, send an email, let's chat up, let's see how we can work together to make your creative project that much greater. And until next time, the city is yours.